This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, May 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. Climate hearing to focus on innovation. Trade talks planned for Trump trip. Pence sees way to fix USMCA concerns and ag worker rules. Senate ag mulling farming and climate change. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts says he'll use a hearing today to highlight the innovative practices some farmers are using to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and address climate change. We do know that we have a problem here, and they are taking care of it, he says. The witnesses will include Debbie Lyons Bly, the cattle rancher from Roberts' home state of Kansas, who said on Twitter Friday she will be highlighting the efficiencies and technologies that make American agriculture a world leader. Also testifying is UC Davis animal science professor Frank Mitlerner, who contends that agriculture's contribution to global climate change has been exaggerated. Mitlerner says, Foregoing meat and meat products is not the environmental panacea that many would have us believe, and if taken to an extreme, it also could have harmful nutritional consequences. Mitlerner has also pushed back against reports claiming the livestock sector is responsible for a larger share of greenhouse gas emissions than the transportation sector. He's the only scientist who will be testifying. California congressman asked for MFP to cover specialty crops. California representatives Josh Harder, Jimmy Panetta, and Jim Costa pushed a letter last week asking the U.S. Department of Agriculture to include specialty crops in the coming market facilitation program. The letter said, It is important to ensure the needs of fruit, vegetable, and tree nut producers are heard and reflected in these policies. The letter included 16 members in all. In a statement, Harder cited a potential $600 million loss for the walnut industry this year due to tariffs. He said that if farmers of other crops are getting ahead, we want to make sure our farmers qualify as well. Harder's district covers the northern San Joaquin Valley, where about 20% of the state's walnuts are grown. Impacts on wine. U.S. wine exports to China were down 25% in 2018, according to the Wine Institute. When you consider the tariffs imposed in 2018, along with the latest tariffs and taxes, the new compounded rate amounts to 93%. California accounts for more than 90% of exports to overseas markets, but the current environment edges the U.S. ranking down in China and Hong Kong, markets that had grown 450 percent over the last decade. This is the third Chinese tariff increase on U.S. wine in the past 14 months, and with each additional round, it becomes more and more difficult to compete in the fastest-growing wine market in the world. That Robert P. Bobby Cook, president and CEO of Wine Institute. Lighthizer expected to talk trade with Japan during Trump trip. When President Donald Trump arrives in Japan this weekend, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer is expected to accompany him. Government and industry officials are telling AgriPulse. Lighthizer and Japanese trade officials are anticipated to use the trip to get as much work done as they can on a free trade agreement, something the U.S. ag sector desperately wants finished as soon as possible. Trump will be in Japan for the accession of the country's new emperor, and then Trump and Lighthizer are scheduled to return to Japan for the Group of 20 summit in Osaka next month. 
A USTR spokeswoman declined to comment on Lighthizer's schedule. Lighthizer met with Japanese economy minister Toshimitsu Motegi when Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe visited the White House last month. Sources are telling AgriPulse that much of those talks were on agricultural trade. Optimism building for USMCA ratification. Top government trade officials met for hours yesterday with U.S. ag sector leaders at USDA headquarters. And of the main messages from the USTR and USDA to farmers and ranchers was overwhelming optimism that Congress would ratify the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement this year, sources are telling AgriPulse. Lighthizer, U.S. Trade Undersecretary Ted McKinney and USTR Chief Ag Negotiator Greg Dowd and others sat down with a wide variety of ag groups representing beef, dairy, pork, rice, and fruits and vegetables to discuss everything from USMCA to the trade war in China, which government officials were not optimistic about resolving anytime soon. Meanwhile, Vice President Mike Pence told reporters yesterday in Florida that the White House will try to address concerns that House Democrats have about USMCA with language in the text of the implementing legislation. Pence said, we are very open to that. Democrats have argued the agreement itself must be revised to tighten the enforcement provisions. How California Dairy has responded to water quality issues. The Central Valley faces significant water quality problems from the number one contaminant, naturally occurring arsenic and secondary nitrates. Animal agriculture, certain soil types, and heavy reliance on groundwater all add to the problem. Yet California already has the nation's highest environmental standards for dairies, and family farmers are looking for ways to solve these problems, according to Anya Radaba, CEO of Western United Dairymen. In a blog post for the Public Policy Institute of California, she says the industry has been working on solutions for over a decade. These include lining manure lagoons and permitting process for manure management. But she stresses the overarching need for public funding to address these problems. Promising solutions like manure worms, filtration systems, and manure markets are costly. Keep in mind, Radabaugh cites her support for last year's Senate Bill 623, which would have established the Safe and Affordable Drinking Water Fund if it passed. This year, Governor Newsom modeled this proposed drinking water tax on that legislation. Last week, however, the Senate Budget Subcommittee rejected the plan. The proposal still lives on Senate Bill 200, which is on the agenda for a floor vote this week. Senate leaders seek to close disaster aid deal. Time is fast running out for Congress to pass a disaster aid bill if the measure is going to get to President Trump's desk by the week-long congressional recess for Memorial Day. Lawmakers are hoping to wrap up their work and get out of D.C. on Thursday. Senate Appropriations Chairman Richard Shelby of Alabama told reporters last night he had a very positive meeting with President Trump earlier in the day, but the negotiations were still ongoing. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York said Democrats have worked out their differences with Trump on aid to Puerto Rico, but are still negotiating over funding for addressing the crisis at the southern border. Keep in mind, the bill will include aid for producers affected by hurricanes and wildfires last year, as well as Midwest flooding this year. Citing Temperatures Coalition Eyes Ag Worker Rules 
Increasing temperatures are transforming summer from a dreamy vacation into a scorching hot nightmare. That according to a new report from the Coalition for Sensible Safeguards, a collection of public interest groups that wants to use federal regulations to address the impacts of climate change. One area the groups are concerned about is the impact of higher temperatures on farm workers. Last year, Public Citizen and more than 100 groups and individuals, including two former administrators of the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, petitioned OSHA to set new safety standards for workers. OSHA has taken no formal action yet. Petition backers are pushing for congressional legislation to be introduced this summer that would force OSHA to promulgate regulations requiring water, rest, and shade. Here's today's He Said It. I want to thank the President and FEMA for moving quickly to approve our requests. That Governor Newsom, in a rare appreciation of the President after FEMA approved major disaster declarations submitted last month for winter floods in 33 counties. In that declaration, Newsom also notes damages to irrigation systems. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, May 21st, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.